Hello, you guys. Welcome to the VMW here with the V. Here's them. Here's the W. Hopefully, y'all live in your best life. Today, you are listening to a Woodson Institute podcast, a direct extension of the Woodson Institute for Leadership, Education, Equity, and Race Relations in America. Our approach to Woodson Institute's work is framed within a quintuple mission. One, demonstrate the counter-narrative of males of color in public education. Two, honor diverse experiences. Three, motivate community stakeholders to promote positive change. Four, dismantle negative stereotypes. And five, train emergent leaders. Each is focused first on our campus, then onward toward our environment, and then upward across the public school system landscape, both in and beyond Fayette County Public Schools. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a great show for you guys. We'll be back in 10. And welcome back, you guys. Today, you're hanging out with the V. And today, we have a special guest with us, Miss Fullwood. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Dr. Fullwood, almost there. Let's go. Almost, Dr. So today with Black News, we have, according to blacknews.com, and, of course, everywhere blowing up right now, we have the first time ever in history, Miss USA, Miss America, Miss Teen USA, and Miss Universe are all black women. All black? All black. All black. That is that cultural appropriate. What? Word. Wrong word. But that is the culture that we need to see as leaders. Yeah, and they're not just American. These are people are from Africa, you know, islands down below. They're from everywhere, all everywhere. over the globe. That's so great. black people, of course, you know, we all have the discrimination against us, not just in pageants, but in society. Not just with black women, but also with black men. We yeah. see this every day, you know? Yeah, we do. And yeah. I'm just glad that we finally get this. Like, this is rare. And this is something we need to almost celebrate in a sense. Right. We need to. Exactly. Especially, like, think about it. Like, we all grew up with black women in our lives. Either our cousins, our aunties, especially our mothers. Mama. Right. 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 So this is beautiful for them to see. Not just them to see, but for them to see, like, themselves up there. and just, Not them, but, like, their yeah, children up on the board. Yeah. yeah. It's, so it was yeah. a beautiful thing to me. And I thought I needed to get this word out there to everybody listening. You know, black women are beautiful. You know, there are mothers, of course, our Queens. sisters. And also here at Carter G, there are teachers. A lot. There are administrators. You know, a the lot. whole staff is like black. Uh huh. And, you know, I'm just glad. Yeah. I'm glad to see, you know, my race every day or my ethnicity every day. It's also important because they push us every single day. Oh, yes. yes. They have our back every single day. Like, Ms. you're Cozart, working at an all black male school. Yes. Miss oh, Cozart yeah. with the best quote You are worth the struggle. Yeah. And I agree with that oh. wholeheartedly. Oh, my gosh. That is a great quote. So the recent winner, Zazu Benini. Tunzi is her name. Okay. Yeah, I said that correctly. <laughs> it's a very long name. But she was the last one to get crowned for Miss Universe, which is a very big deal because the last one was crowned in 2011. How are you going to get so crowned So that was Miss the universe? guy. Like, how does Miss Universe get crowned? No, Miss, <laughs> like, the city of the universe. That's crazy to me. That's not, what? We are not the center. <laughs> what kind of selfish stuff? Sorry, not trying to belittle her or anything. She should She deserved to win. But Miss Universe, how are we going to say that as one planet in a galaxy in the universe? Yeah, she's the biggest one. That's the hugest event. It is. It is. So I'm very proud of her, Curse, and of course, (laughs) you know, all of the winners of all those contests, you know, they hope to inspire black women and black people as a whole with their talents. I believe they I believe they do. Yeah. Just winning by itself. You don't exactly. have to say yeah, anything. Being up on just, that screen, showing yes. that black women can be beautiful and are beautiful. Yes. Of with course. their natural selves. Yes. I'm just thing. glad to see that. It's it's a lot to just like 
not see yourself out there winning, being successful, just getting put down all the time. Yeah. So be, now today that is changing. It, we see that a on lot, TV. a yeah. lot, especially a with thing. yes, especially with Barack. Are you guys, that was a wrap on the black news today. <laughs> we're going on to the W. Hey, here to break it down with you with the breaking news. So we are in New Zealand right now. Okay, not literally, but for the news. And of course, yeah, thank you. you so there was an eruption there at the White Island. So oh oh yeah. So the White Island is kind of a really popular um, place to tour. It's got five stars with over a thousand views. With Whoa, like reviews. Okay. Yeah, they're doing great. They're doing great, but the um, eruption was not at all it was bad like so already it's an active volcano which is why yeah. a lot of people want to go exactly so it's very interesting but on december 9th the volcano erupted right with in the middle of a tour it wasn't oh, like they were on no. the way there oh, they were there so did anybody walking. is everybody okay no no I, I wish I, I really wish i could say but eight people confirmed dead others critically injured i'm pretty sure like almost everybody there burning skin like it was it was really bad and wow. pretty much everybody there needed medical attention. Like, it was a lot. Was nobody there able to tell that the volcano was starting to erupt? It's an active volcano. You can't really tell. It's always kind of just sizzling and steaming. So, But is there not like a certain level like, okay, like, okay, like there's earthquakes happening here. Like we need to evacuate. Maybe they didn't do it Seismic quick enough. Activity yeah. Something? Well, like this was from CNN. So like it was just like. It just eru- it was like a deadly eruption. Like usually, I guess some volcanoes just kind of just spew out. I think this one just like exploded yeah. almost in like a literal sense because it got on everybody. Yeah. Otherwise, if it was slow, it would hit people. <laughs> wow, very hot. Thank you for that great observation. I needed yes. that. We needed Wonderful that. Observation. <laughs> Lava is hot. So, um, the tour guides there, they were in these little dinghies, you know, their yeah. tour boats, right. and so somehow. They were able to get everybody up, well, a lot of people up there, and they jumped into action pretty much, like, immediately. They realized it was a problem, and so they got those people, as many as they could, and they went, and they flew them back, or flew them. They gave them, they drew them back, and so they ended up trying to go back because there were some people, they even saw some people swimming and stuff. It was, it was a lot. Uh, yeah. It's just, with them burning and still being in the, yeah, it was a lot. So, and then also that, the military eventually did get on there. They got the helicopters for, you know, the overhead view. And they've still found a few bodies from time to time. But um, one main thing I really want to talk about is, like, a couple was there for their honeymoon. Mm-hmm. A whole couple. And, like, I just really want to, like, pray for them because I do feel bad. That was their whole honeymoon. And now it's just ruined. I mean, I feel like, bad for everybody there. Yes. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, of course, equally. Yeah. But, like, you know, at the same time, that was their – they just got – like the best day of their life, and now it's the worst day of their life because they're on the like the brink of their deathbed. But anyway, that is all for W. We will keep it all in the prayers, and we will hand it over to M for this entertainment. Hello, back with your daily dose of entertainment, and today we're gonna talk about the current state of hip hop. Hip hop, hip hop. That is um, that is um. So, what do you guys, broad. what do you guys think about the uh, state of hip hop as of right now? So, hip hop as of now, it's like a lot. It's a lot. There's yeah, a hip-hop lot. Hip-hop is definitely changing, and it's a great thing to see, especially, like, today we have new artists. And a lot of new artists. Yeah. They think that's the mainstream. Yeah. That's, really? Yes, uh, that's it, an it issue I have. Is. That <laughs> is an issue I have. There is a lot of music genres. Hip-hop is a great one, but you do not need to flock to it. It's getting oversaturated. It's getting tired. I don't tired. think so. I think it's a well, good maybe. thing. I mean, that's like these black hip-hop artists are now becoming, like, hip-hop is one of the most, like, most streamed music out there. Yes, yeah. and so, like, 
it's getting like a bandwagon now at this point though it's like mean? what do you mean by that like, like oh i'm gonna become an artist so i'm gonna just do it oh, that uh, too so like if you think you can I become mean, an every artist single one of those anything. artists who are today have thought the same thing yeah but like you're saying hip-hop wasn't that big then okay but like you know it's it was new i mean in the black community it was yeah yeah so it's been that big. but now it's like everyone is listening to it everybody see and it's just a lot see back then hip-hop was considered more of the golden age because it it was in fact new and it mixed these different elements of jazz, reggae, disco, like different genres such as right. that. So I mean like what what do you compare it to that? What do you think about this generation's uh, hip hop? Uh I mean it could it could be better. Could be better. It could be better. Okay. What, what do you mean by that? Well, I don't know if you group this with like hip hop per se, but mumble rapping in a sense is it's I mean getting technically you could in a way. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean it's just like a kind of it's it's like a new wave of generation. I mean, like some people would consider it the new golden age, in fact, because like you still have these aspects of reggae, disco, jazz, and some of their songs. Okay. And they also have the new trap drums and all that. But golden but age for who? I want to know who is listening to mumble rap and thinks it's okay. I mean, a lot of people listen to yeah. mumble rap. <laughs> I mean, we have scholars here. Right now. They just believe that you can vibe with music. Yeah. I mean, it's you hype. don't need to know the yeah. lyrics. I mean, exactly. and the beat you is also really nice. Have to yeah. You don't have to feed into the response. You just kind of chill and vibe with it. Yeah. Know? Yeah. I see that. But, like, at the same time, though, I don't understand why it's like that. So they think that just because they're becoming a, they're up and coming artists, they think they right. can just do hip hop and R&B or just hip hop in general. They can mumble rap. They just. Huh, 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 huh. Okay. Well, hey, I get what huh, you're huh, saying. Huh. There are, like, different genres and there are different routes you can plenty. take. Plenty. There is plenty. But, like, with hip-hop, I feel you can be, like, more creative with your outlet. Okay. Because it does, in fact, add these different mix of genres. Why can't they be creative outside of that genre? Okay. Look, look, <laughs> here. look, here. look here. I mean, am I wrong? Okay. Am I, I wrong? Mm-hmm. You can be creative and a whole... You can sing and do a whole bunch of stuff with that singing. You could turn you singing into R&B. You can do that. You can, exactly. But, but R&B is something that they've kind of left in the... R&B. Let's switch over to R&B. Cause I don't listen to R&B that much. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah, because it's, like, not that prevalent anymore. They've over... I feel like they've over-sexualized it. It's becoming... Uh, that is definitely true. Yes, thank you. True. It's just, like, the sex song now. Yeah. It's the sex song. So, anyway, you know, this is a big uh, discussion you know that we can get into. Yeah, we're going to finish this later. We're going to finish this later. Definitely later. So, we'll be back with you guys in a few. Our guest is going to help us out with this one. All right. We'll see you all in a minute. <laughs>
everybody? VMW is back with our main topic of the day, going over honoring diverse experiences today. And I'll hand it over to Miles Miles for these questions. So as you guys know, today's topic is pretty much focused on parents and the different struggles of parents. So I can definitely say without a without a doubt that every every one of us here as of right now wants to be a great role model for our children, correct? Yes. Nice. <laughs> so what what do you guys think your reactions is gonna be when you finally have a kid? I wanna be better than my parents. That's really? the first thing I want to think that about. Is is I wanna be better than my parents. <laughs> my parents you Vic. Yeah, I mean our parents are great. So like nothing against them. <laughs> yeah. So they yeah. did a lot. They we don't know everything they went yeah. through. They've told us as much as they want to. Okay. But that's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Now, Miss Forward, this question is directed at you because you know we kind of lack that experience as of right now. As a parent, <laughs> yes. What were you and your husband's reactions when you first realized that you were going to be parents? It was a gift from God. Mm-hmm. It was the most joyful moment that you could experience on earth. Right. I and. See. Once that had happened, and our child was planned, both of them. Okay. And so to have two, and um, the first one happened immediately. Mm-hmm. My son, it took us six years to get him. Oh, man. And so that's why they're about six years apart. Yeah. That right. wasn't planned. So we were ready just to have one child. And so to have a second child when we were ready not to have another, mm-hmm. that was even more of a blessing. Mm-hmm. And for me, that is one of the motivation of me being a teacher, right? Because I was on the road of being in the medical school, mm-hmm. and once I had my daughter, I kept the biology degree, that content, and went on and got the math and and vowed that I would love every child like I love my own, and that's why I became a teacher. Yes, that's like so nice that. to hear. Like Knowing that we were your students before, exactly. Yes. Really nice yes. to hear. Yeah. yeah, definitely. It's, 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 it's oh my bad, my bad. That's all right. But being a parent is you. It's undescribable. Mm-hmm. You just got to go through it. And those who really want their children, you can't phantom anyone hurting your child. Yes, you'll do anything for them. Yes, no matter what. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you talked about you know loving your students because like. Victor did bring up a good point in one of his segments where it was a teachers that just acted like they, it was okay to just not love their students. Yeah, they they were, didn't really care about their yeah, students. Discriminate. And it was just, yeah, it's there not. There was a, um, a group on, um, on their phones about, like, it was racist teachers, like, talking about their, their black students. Behind their backs. Yeah. So it's it very nice to hear that, you know, like, we can trust, like, every teacher here. Yes. It does hurt because, like I said, you asked me what the feeling I had. Mm. Right. To know mm-hmm. that I was becoming a parent. Mm-hmm. And I know what it feels like of w- wanting your child to be protected at all time at all cost. Yes, yeah. Right. And we know as parents our child are not perfect, but you will want that person who's over your child when they're not around to have eyes as a parent. Yes. And they give them, like, love and want to give yes. them the same kind of no push and that's that when that have. race issue will come involved. It's not trying to be racist, but when you are not trying to look at every child as your own, regardless of color, that's the problem. And then that's there's a misunderstanding. Definitely, and then, definitely, definitely. yeah, there's that perception of you don't want them to succeed. And yes. It hurts. It, it does. It does hurt. So I'm actually kind of glad that you brought up that issue of uh, not having these diverse or. Yeah, not having these diverse looks at, like, oh, he is my child and he is also my child, regardless of the skin color. 
So my next question is, seeing cases like Trayvon Martin, what goes on in your mind as an African-American mother? Like I said, it took me six years to get my son. Mm -hmm. And I think that was God's doing. Right. Because um, I grew up in a multicultural type of education. I didn't have, um, to be real, I didn't have the experience of what it truly was to be a true African-American woman in America. Hmm. My dad tried to instill that in me. But, of course, as a young adolescent, I didn't want to see what he was trying to tell me. I just thought right. he was just being nonsense about everything yeah. that yeah, you don't definitely. know that was back then. You don't know what I'm going through. That was you with your friends in that situation when you were going, growing up. It's not going to happen to me. Definitely, definitely. And so as I got older, older teenager years to adult, what my dad was saying to me by being a proud African-American woman, Mm-hmm. Of my heritage, my hair, my skin color. And he, it wasn't a racial issue. It was just making sure that I'm proud of myself for when diversity come against me, that I can stand stronger than not knowing myself. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's um, not knowing yourself in the world can hurt you. Definitely. Yeah. Miles, I'm going to take your spot for questions real quick. So do okay. you think that's like, I'm like, because of the school systems and like how they teach like whites better or your centric thought, I guess. Well, I don't want to say they taught whites better because I was amongst whites and I was in the advanced classes and whatnot. Our, most of the females, if we were African-American or minorities, it was females that was pretty much in the advanced class than um, the minority young men. Mm-hmm. What I'm trying to say is that the school system didn't teach me how to be proud of myself. Yeah. Only history I have received was the Black History Month. The typical Martha Luther King, Max, Rosa Parks, uh, Rosa Parks, Parks yeah. you know, oh. stuff like that. In fact, until I got over here at Carji Whitson, I thought I was what we call woke or um, aware of my own. Mm-hmm. And I still was not aware of my own. And I think I'm still not aware. But I'm more woke than I would have been if I, I mean, I'm, I'm more woke being here mm-hmm. in the atmosphere to make sure that I'm looking at all aspects of all people of color and non-people of color because we still have um history of caucasian in these in these walls here at carter g woodson yes. right. and so we're just trying to be fair and uh, my son is here mm-hmm. and that's one reason why we kept our son here we had a obligation to go to one of the best schools here in Fayette county mm-hmm. and it's not about not them being able to get my son the best academically it's about my son being able to know who he is and seeing his content related to his culture. Mm-hmm. And I did not really know what an HBCU is. Um, my aunt Cordelia was a professor at um, Tuskegee. Mm-hmm. And I had all this wealth of knowledge around me, but I never was aware of it because of my a- academic background coming up, not to wear excuse me, not to let me or allow me to truly be aware of what I had in my own family. Mm-hmm. Because when you are, it's, it's that notion that that's my dad, that's my mom, that's my family, all well. They're that's just you know whatever. Yeah. But when you hear it outside of them, you kind of pay more attention. I hate to say that, but yeah. you all know that that's the, yes. just being human. Mm-hmm. And so now I look back in my own family, like, wow, I had a, a African-American female that was my mentor, my aunt, was actually a professor at an HBCU. Mm-hmm. Why come I was not truly aware of that? I heard of it, but I wasn't really 
involved of knowing what that was. Yes. And then I come here and I hear Kentucky State University and the other um, HBCU, and now I'm aware of it. And it makes me cry because I didn't get that experience. I know, yeah. And it's like, wow. And so I went to Kentucky State University homecoming, and I thought I was a fish out of water. I mean, it was like <laughs> the vibe, the energy, the love. the You just could see the richness yeah. in, in the African-American people, my yeah. people. Just that, with being black. That yes. I was not, and, and it's not being played down. It's being pride. Yes. You know, and I was felt like, oh, why are you all getting so excited? What are you all doing this? Because mm-hmm. I was told to get excited about life or a certain way. It's like, mm, don't do that. But it's okay. That's who we are. We're people full of energy. Yes. We're, full of, we're people full of love. And so when we display that energy in the classroom, sometimes we cannot relate to that if you're not aware of certain students' culture. Mm-hmm. You think they're acting loud and crazy or anything. And that's not how we learn. We learn as being that way. We, lo- we learn as being talkative. Yes. Definitely. You have to have things in front of us and not be afraid that we're going to stay on content. Let me talk to my shoulder buddy right here and talk about the content. And I don't always want to learn from you, Ms. Fullwood. I can learn right here with my shoulder buddy and we probably can learn more rich or richer than you could have gave us. Yeah. And so again, that's coming back to my son and then the Trayvon Martin case, getting back to the um, question you asked, Mm -hmm. that hurts. Because if we're uh, of America, we're a melting pot. I don't know any true, hundred percent genetically infused blood. Like right, okay, yeah. Yeah. You yeah. See what I'm saying? Yeah. And so if we're a melting pot, we have to look at every child as our own. And it's hard when you have teachers that came from a certain demographic of um, race superiority superior that makes you think that this race is better than this race, and my race is better than this, these two races. Yeah. And so when you see other races mistreating each other and you don't step in, it hurts. And to me, that's what happened to a Trayvon Martin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because Trayvon Martin, to me, was not a black and white thing. It was a child and an adult thing. Yes. He was a child. It was an adult. The adult was told to stand down. The adult didn't. He went and fought and killed a child. Simple as that. But they got to go back to Trayvon Martin's um, background, saying he was this, he was that. He could have been whatever he wanted to be. It stood on the gate that that child was killed by an adult. An adult should have known better. Simple as that. It should have been a race issue. It should not have been. But it comes out because most majority of children are being killed there are African-American boys. Yes, definitely. And that needs to be looked at because, to me, a child is a child. Yeah. But, of course, we know if a Caucasian child is missing, get killed, it's all plastered on the news, and not only on one time, but years later. Yes, they'll yeah. broadcast it 24-7. Oh, yeah. And, and it comes back, and they try to show the positive spin on that child. Um, the child is mental. If a child, a Caucasian child, go kill somebody, he's mental, disturbed. He's this, a single home, mom, dad left, or whatever, divorce, whatever. But to me, the African-American man 
we are the one that needs that type of looked at because yes. we're the one that have been the seat of slave or immigrants or for minorities. We're right. the one that should be mental. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're the one that needs looked at and said, oh, well, this is what they are going through. Mm-hmm. Not, oh, he's been saved. He's a thug. He's, he steals. He's this. He's that. Mm-hmm. And so that, that does bother me. And, again, Trayvon Martin was a child. A young man, I don't even know him, but like I said, looking at my own son, I would want the world to understand he is a child like anybody else's child, right or wrong. Yes, he makes that man could have walked away from my child, Trayvon Martin, and not have done that to my child and let him live another day, and call and let the true authority do their job. Mm-hmm. Yes. What they're supposed to do. Yeah, Not definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's how I feel about the Trayvon Martin situation. Okay. Thank okay. you. I'm glad. Oh, I bet you can say something more. Oh, no, 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 no. But like, well, yeah, I guess I will. Yeah. So, yeah, talking about like broadcasting for the the white child and stuff being lost and stuff. I just want to kind of like go on to that. Like, there's like so many African-American women just missing, never reported yes. to this day. Like that hundreds gone daily. And yes. it's just something that's an issue, but they just, they'll do that normally if, like, a white child goes missing. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it does it, it bother my mind. It just did it today. I mean, you can go and go back to the archives of news and just see how many people have been broadcasted that's been um, lost or missing over weeks, days, or years to mm-hmm. how many minority females are being accosted and, you know, adopted or whatever you want to say, how many times have they looped? Those special 2020 episodes, 60 minutes, they'll pull it up immediately. Yeah. Right. Yes. Uh-huh. So it's, it's a disturbing. And, again, this is supposed to be America. You're supposed to look at everybody. If we're going to be truly brothers and whether you're Republican, Democrat, liberal, independent, whatever you want to call yourself, mm-hmm. at the end, we're all a human and we're from the human race. Yes, so we yes, also ma'am. treat every life equally. And that's why we say black lives matter. All lives matter, yes. Yes. But some lives are being put out there more important than others. Yes. Exactly, exactly. So earlier in your answer to my first question, I'm kind of glad you brought this up. You talked about how with your father, you used to kind of just like be like, ah, oh, no, it's just crazy. And he just keeps joining on and on and on. So my question is, what things did you see differently when becoming a parent that you didn't see when you were a child? Well, my father always, always told me, when you have your child, you will understand. Mm-hmm. Just the knowledge, the wisdom that he was trying to pour into me. Right. And my mother, you know, and my grandmother. They, you know, just saying, be proud of who you are. You know, um, my mom never put the cream relaxer whatever in my hair until I got into college I start doing that and then my father said why you start doing it now because I'm over here at a predominantly white university Mm -hmm. right and so I wanted to emulate who they were you remember I didn't really know about the HBCU experience at the time right and so I'm trying to fit in you know get in where you fit in Mm -hmm. right and so I was trying to just fit in trying to do my thing, but being over here at Cargy Whitson and being in my sorority, we take true pride of everything that we do and everything that makes up us 
Therefore, I look back at my father, and that's the only thing he really wanted me to do is be a proud African-American woman for when diversity, inequity, or anything else negative came up against me, I knew who I was, Mm -hmm. and I could stand firm and swing in the wind without truly moving. So being in the wind of um, inequity, of whatever goes through your life. And I don't want to say just America. It's not always America. We can be sometimes our own worst enemies. Mm -hmm. And so we got to remember that. So just being who you are and being proud of who you are. And if you are that, then you're going to be happy with everybody else and who they are. Mm -hmm. Hmm. That is something I did learn from Carter G. It was just, it wasn't that I was like, yeah, it wasn't that I was ashamed of my color. It was just, I never recognized it as me being important. But being here makes me be proud. It makes me feel important. It makes me want to learn about who my ancestors were and what they went through. Having Hobson as a teacher, he teaches you like the importance of being a black male and knowing who you are. Which okay. is really great. Yeah. So you said you were a part of a sorority, which might give another like, quick shout out, Miss Fool. <laughs> <laughs> might give it a quick One shout real out. quick shout out, Miss Fool. <laughs> real quick. Alpha, alpha, alpha. <laughs> <laughs> so my last question I want to ask you is um, <clears throat> as as children, we don't really make a lot of choices. And that is thanks to our parents. And like as of right now, we don't really see it. So we're not really as grateful as we should be. So I want to ask you, what tough choices do you hope your children will look back on and say, thank you, Mom? Education. Knowing that education is really the number one um, equalizer. Right. Taking your education serious and finding your passion. Do not be a doctor, engineer, lawyer, whatever that must be. You find your passion. If that's what they want to be, then that's what they want to be. Right. But as a parent, I wish and hope my children take their education as serious as possible and just believe in the spirit of God. Right. And with those two, I think life will be joyful. Okay. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Thank, Thank you, you so much for, for, here for coming us. here. Yes. Hopefully you. you do great on your doctorate. Yes, BMW's got great episodes <laughs> coming up soon. Twitter handles, everything. Art by Mark. Please add that. Great art. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've got a great show for you guys next week. Love you all. Like, Thank share. you again, Miss Fuller. Like, Thank you. Comment, like, share, everything. Love you all. Bye.